0: You have a God given gift. We all do. And our journey, our mission is to search for what that is and to be able to use it because there's nothing more beautiful when somebody is absolutely living in their zone.
1: Hi, I'm Mission Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Welcome back to the Mind Valley Podcast. So, have you ever thought about breakthroughs? Like, what are these instances in your life where you suddenly break through a barrier? I had a breakthrough recently. I was feeling rather stuck in terms of growing the business. Some strategies we have tried had failed. And what I needed to do was to get myself out of the business, actually take a trip, meet people, connect with some people who had answers that I could rely on. And through that journey of stepping out of my stuckness, I had a breakthrough. Think about the breakthroughs in your life. What were the moments that caused those breakthroughs to happen? And what if you could make those breakthroughs more predictable, more often? This is the topic of today's podcast. And I'm so excited about our guest today, David Nurse. David Nurse is an MBA mindset coach, and he has Two books. Uh, The first book came out in 2020. It's called Pivot and Go, the 29 day blueprint to redefine and achieve your success. And his newest book coming out in November of this year is called Breakthrough. Now, David is a remarkable mind, really fun guy. I've been following him on Instagram. If you want to follow him as well, his Instagram is David Nurse, N U R S E N B A. So go ahead and follow David. And here is what David says about breakthroughs. He says, you don't want to just have breakthroughs. You want to lead breakthrough days that sustain and boost you. You can't get there by doing things the way you've always done them. Status quo is great for just getting by. What you need is a breakthrough. And so we're really excited to have David Ness join us. A little couple of things about David. He is a former basketball player professionally, both international and US-wide coach for the Brooklyn Nets. He has helped more than 150 NBA players with their personal and professional development, both on and off court. He is considered to be one of the top mindset development coaches working in the NBA. He's been invited to speak in a whopping 50 countries, and he coaches CEOs and high performers of all walks of life, and has spoken at Fortune 500 companies such as Nestle, State Farm, Vivint, and Nike. He resides in Marina del Rey, California, and is married to the love of his life, the actress Taylor Kalupa. So, David, welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast.
0: Uh, Vision, it's an honor to be on here, man. I need to hire you as my agent because she made me sound really cool right there. Thanks, bro. I
1: did, don't I? Yeah, people say I give <laughs> really cool introductions. You do. That's <laughs> Thank nice. you. Well, I love connecting people, David. It's a thing I do and in introductions, being able to introduce someone and to really highlight what makes them unique is, is a gift of mine.
0: Definitely is. You do By the night way, night. I just got to
1: say, for those of you who are watching this on YouTube, I love the bling. What is that thing around your neck that looks freaking gorgeous?
0: Oh, you know what this is? So it's a really cool story with this. So when I was over in Israel, I found this place, and these are widow's mites. So they're the the currency back in Jesus's day. Uh-huh. So literally, this is a coin from way back then. And it's what? just, yeah. And there's a story in the Bible where the lady okay. gives her one widow's mite, the, this right here. Uh-huh. and it's basically saying like, how much are you willing to give? So it's a daily reminder when I see it is how much am I willing to give today? She gave everything she had. Am I willing to give everything I had?
1: What an amazing necklace. Hey, <laughs> I know people listening to the podcast right now, are like, damn, we should have watched this on YouTube. We want to see what this widow's, what is it called again? A widow's mite? A widow's mite. Yeah. It's, it's okay. like back That's really cool. So I was just talking to David, and and we wanted to create a really great experience for you guys. So David has this concept in his book. It's a concept on how to create breakthroughs. It is five steps, and it spells out the word S-E-N-S-E. And this is what you're going to learn. You're going to learn this five-step process to create breakthroughs. But before we get there, David, I'd love to hear your backstory. What brings you to where you are today as a breakthrough coach Mm -hmm. for the NBA? What drives that?
0: Yeah. So my whole life had been pouring into playing in the NBA. Now you gotta understand, like I grew up in this small town, middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa. I'm not very athletically gifted. And my parents probably should have said play tennis or golf or something like something like that, but they were supportive of it. And I just poured every ounce of my being into playing in the NBA. Every ounce. I had no backup plan, Vision. And let's fast forward a little bit. I I grinded my way to play some college basketball, was playing overseas professionally. And it sounds really cool to say playing professionally overseas, but it was more the Will Ferrell semi-pro than it was actually professional basketball. And I was playing for this joke of a league team up in Northern Spain, second division, and I get cut from the team. So not only are all my hopes, goals, and dreams just taken away from me, basically turned upside down, my face is rubbed in the dirt. So I come back and I'm feeling bad for myself, living on my parents' recliner chair in Kansas City at the time. And, and my mom said this, this quote, she'd always say these motivational and inspirational quotes. And I'd just be like, you know what, whatever, mom, in one ear, out the other ear. And this one really stood with me and defined everything that I do today. When she was doing dishes, she said, David, when one door closes, four open in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. And I was like, whoa, wait, I thought it was one door, one door. What is this? Four, Four doors and Beachfront patio. But what she was saying is when a door closes, it's not, you You haven't lost everything that you built. I poured everything into playing in the NBA, all this extra film study, this mindset training for myself to be able to coach players and help them play in the NBA. These ones that are more athletically gifted, seven foot height, just physical phenomenons. And that's when I decided that's my breakthrough. That's my pivot. And I'm going to coach in the NBA. So I've just got, everything's kind of stemmed from there. And now there's We could go down a long journey of how I got into the NBA and how how long it took to actually get there and leading me to where I am today. But basically saying everything that I did in my life was to play in the NBA. So I studied this inside and out for years and years. And it's brought me to where I am today.
1: Which is the number one mindset coach for NBA players, which is phenomenal. So let's talk about this concept called sense and breakthroughs. First, let's define the concept of a breakthrough.
0: Yes. So breakthroughs, when you think about it, they're very abstract. It's, it's very hard to grasp. And we all, we all want these breakthroughs in our lives. And they're kind of like these little happy accidents or flashes in the pan that happen. But there's a formula. And this formula gives us a guide for how to implement the breakthrough mode. And we'll go through this as we go through this today. And later on here, as we get into this, this topic that we have on breakthroughs, but it's basically to set yourself up to live in the breakthrough mode, not saying that every day you're going to have a breakthrough, but if you implement this formula, we're going to get to, you will live in the breakthrough mode and they'll start coming into your life, whether it's small, whether it's big. So it's taking the abstract and actually putting a physical, tangible guide and formula to
1: it. So I just want to remind the audience, your book, Breakthrough, is coming out on November 16. I just want to read the subtitle of the book for people who might be interested in checking it out. And by the way, you can go to Amazon right now, type in David Nurse, and you will see the book available for pre-order. The subtitle is A Surefire Guide to Realizing Your Potential, Pushing Through Limitations, and Achieving Things You Didn't Know Were Possible. So let's break that down, okay? Realizing your potential, pushing through limitations and achieving things you didn't know possible. My first question, David, is what do you mean that word or that wordplay, achieving things you didn't know possible? I love that. What does that mean to you? Could you unwrap that for a moment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, we all put these limitations upon ourselves. And at the end of the day, we are our biggest defender in life. Like it's been many studies done that they have 50,000 self talk thoughts per day, 80% of those are negative. So we have already put this, put ourselves in this proverbial box, but there is really no proverbial box. And think about it when you're a kid, when you're dreaming, when you have all these big aspirations in life, like the world mm-hmm. is limitless. And at the core, what that means is you have a God-given gift. We all do. And, our journey, our mission is to search for what that is and to be able to use it because there's nothing more beautiful when somebody is absolutely living in their zone, living in their passion. And I don't care if it's a somebody at the coffee bean down the street who is just absolutely obsessed with making the best coffee or it's this guy over in Scotland who lives in the hills and mountains and makes the best cashmere sweaters out of this wool. Like you're fully obsessed with your passion And that's what I call the search for eminence. And we're all on that search. And when we stay on that search, that's when we have these incredible breakthroughs that happen. This is when we break through these limitations. And honestly, it's like the greatest gratitude that we can give back to the creator is by taking these gifts that he's given us, figuring out what they are, and then absolutely going all in and becoming obsessed. And I use that term obsessed, but it's a good thing, like balance And balance is BS. Like, I don't want to be 80-20 on everything. I don't want to be 80-20 loving my wife, 80-20 in on the mission I am. I want to become obsessed with the gifts that I've been given and use those.
1: I love that. The greatest gift we can give the creator is to create that which Mm. we are obsessed with. Yes. So let's talk about this. The S-E-N-S-E model, sense. Take us through that.
0: Yeah. So there's five parts to this. And we'll start off with... The S, we we get to the other ones here coming up. So the S is stop solving problems. Now, everything that I'm talking about in this is, is a radical shift in business as usual as we think it is. So stop solving problems. You would think to have a breakthrough, you just have to solve the problem, but it's completely backwards. It's just like saying, if you have a knee injury, you go focus on the knee. It's probably something else. It's probably something in the hip. It's probably something in the pelvis, something somewhere else. So instead of just focusing on the problem, focus on the challenge at hand. How are you going to get through not just this underlying issue that is affecting you, this problem that you have, because this becomes a roadblock. And if we are just focused on solving problems, we're just slowly getting by to the next step. But we have so much bigger aspirations at hand. So the first part of sense, understanding your breakthrough, is to stop Solving problems.
1: Stop solving problems. But if we're obsessed with something, isn't our obsession part of solving the problem that, well, for example, if I'm obsessed with writing, aren't I then solving the problem that the book I want to produce in the world doesn't exist? So I I guess I, I don't understand that nuance. Could you clarify?
0: Yeah, so it's not necessarily that that book doesn't exist. It's you're focused too much on just like, what is right in head, What is right in front of you? We want to be able to see two steps ahead, three steps ahead. And these problems, these little issues are things that just hit us like right where we are. If there's a book that isn't created out there, yeah, create that book. That's an issue that you have at hand. But just looking at the detailed problems right in front of you, like it's so much bigger than that. That's where you take a step back from your challenges just stop focusing on those problems and understanding that the breakthrough is much bigger to come. So it's just, it's the start of this
1: sense formula that we have. It's the idea that rather than be caught up in the yes. minutiae, right? Focus yep. on the larger perspective or the larger picture of what's at stake. That's it. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So that's the S- now, let's go on to the E in sense. So the E is eliminating
0: goals. And now when I say that, when I say goals, you're probably thinking like, oh, man, it's great to have a goal. I want to have a goal, something I'm shooting for. Yes, but when I hear like a goal of like, oh, I want to make a billion dollars. I want to make the most three-pointers in the NBA. I want to play in front of a sold-out stadium. Like what is driving you is a tangible tangible return. So goals are tied with the tangible, but in long-term breakthrough success and what we're looking for, like we're talking about the eminence, it's not about just something tangible because we're going to continue to want more. Yes. Goals are good for mile markers, but when you are living on a mission, you don't necessarily look at just the goals. So my, my key to this part is having your purpose, understanding your purpose plus your passion equals mission. If you have those two things, purpose and your passion, you will be on a mission. And that's when these goals don't even hold you down. Make goals as mile markers, but your target
1: should be so much more. Oh, I love that. I love that. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from Bruce Lee. So Bruce Lee said this, a goal is not always meant to be reached. It often serves simply as something to aim at. Mm -hmm. It it, it reminds me of what you're saying. Goals are mile markers towards something bigger, towards that purpose or that mission.
0: That's absolutely correct. And it leads you to so much more because if you limit yourself to only your goals that you have and you hit those goals, you're like, oh... Now I have to set a new goal. And you mm-hmm. never really find this sense of this peace and this rhythm and this joy. And that's what we're all searching for in this life. And it doesn't happen with anything tangible. Like nobody has ever said, I lived a great life and because I made a billion dollars. No, it's just, what's the next thing? That's why we see these people that have all this, this fame, all this money, and they are just, they're miserable because they're setting their purpose, setting their life on tangible
1: goals, tangible objects. Okay. So the first S is stop solving problems. Yes. Don't focus on the minutiae. Have a larger long-term view towards that which you are obsessed with, that that which you want to hit. And the second thing is eliminate goals. Rather focus on purpose, on mission. Mm-hmm. Goals are simply a mile marker to let you know that you're moving in the right direction.
0: Yes, correct. And so the next part is this is where we really start getting into the formula of how we're going to do it. This is the navigating the how. So every breakthrough, whether big, small, personal, professional centers around the answering a how question. And we're also like, you want to know your why. And I love the talks on the why, but, but understanding the how, that's how you actually take action. And it's these questions that we all have, like, how do I outperform what I was doing last year? How do I continue to improve? How do I distinguish myself from the competition in a super disruptive 24-7 environment? How do we continue to heal from our hardest blows in life? So figuring out the how isn't as easy as just saying, hey, what is the how? So to figure out the how, you must first know the who, you must know the what, you must know the where, and you must know the why. And that's part of the formula that we're going to get to here soon. So to figure out this, how you must know the, who you are, what you're doing, where you're going and why you are doing it. And when you do this, this is when these breakthroughs, it just opens up a new horizon, like living in this mode. And I have in this, when you are finding these, like we're looking for results, right? We're looking for results. This is, if we're going to be a high performer, like we all are like your audience is, we want results, but If you focus on these results, just like if you focus on the how, you'll never get the results. If you focus on your system plus your process, that's when you get to the results. And I've done this with many NBA players where they're just focused on their stat sheet, focused on their shooting percentage. And that's what they're looking at. That's what they're defining themselves by instead of focusing on where are your best shots at. Where are you the most effective at? And then just doing that day and day and day again with relentless
1: consistency being the process, that leads to the results. Could you give us an example? Could we go deeper in this particular example? I, I find this fascinating. Navigate yes. the how, and to navigate the how, focus on the four Ws, the who, the what, the where, and the why. Could you give us an example of how this might apply to, say, a lot of the people here who are watching our CEOs or founders or entrepreneurs, how might this apply to say, starting a business or growing a business?
0: Absolutely. I'll give you an example from the NBA. So a player that i worked with for a long time, his name's Norm Powell. And he was a second round draft pick to the Toronto Raptors. And he was kind of in and out of the lineup and he'd have some good games and some bad games. And when he had these great games, these great stats, results, he was the best guy to be around. He was awesome. But when he had these down games, I mean, you don't really want to be around him at all. So he was defining himself on those results like entrepreneurs are, like CEOs are. We're defining ourselves on the bottom dollar or how much we grow, how many followers, whatever that result might be. And this was about five years in and he's up and down and he's potentially going to be out of the league. He's got his contract coming up and it's either, he's gonna get the small contract or he might be out of the league. So working with Norm, I just decided to throw everything out. We're gonna try something new. We're gonna focus solely on the process. So like, Norm, we're not gonna count how many points you make We're not going to track your shooting percentage. We're only going to track how many times you get to your great shots. His process. His great shots was a catch-and-shoot three-pointer and attacking the hoop. So that's all we counted. And before the world shut down in 2020, Norm went 30 games straight with only doing these shots. 30 games straight. And the Western Conference player that week, Was LeBron James, who everybody knows the great LeBron James. The Eastern Conference player of the week was Norm Powell. So he came from barely hanging on in the league to becoming a great player in the league and just got a $90 million contract this past off. And he will attribute a lot to this. Like it's all credit to him for doing it, but focusing on the process and And I know some of you guys are thinking out there, well, how do I continue to focus on the process when the storm is all going and everything's going crazy? You use it as your Q word. And I'm a big believer in these little mindset tools that basically train the subconscious. Like this Q word, we've decided it would be process for norm. And when anything was going crazy in the game, he would just say process, process, process. So it would bring him back to the understanding of, hey, I'm not focused on these results that I'm getting. If I pour into the process, I know my system. I know my my system are my two great shots. Your system might be your culture that you have, what you stand for, what you guys are doing in your process and your daily habits. That's going to lead to the results.
1: I love that Norm Powell example. That was so inspiring. That's really, really cool. Could you give us an example of how this might apply in business? This this navigate the how idea? We're trying to think about
0: how we can continue to hit higher highs. We can continue to raise the bar. And that's the, the constant pressure that we have, especially as high performers. Like We have to perform at such a level that, that people don't even know exists. There's pressure to stay atop. One of the hardest things to do is sustain greatness. So in business, it's, it's really figuring out who you are, who you are as a leader. And we'll jump into that next in seizing the formula, who you are as a leader What you are doing, what is your thing that you do better than everybody else? You have something that you like your bucket that you're going to pour into where, like where is your team? Where's your team that you have putting together this great culture, these different pieces. And I have a tool in the book called the cultural compass. It's for yourself and for your team. And then figuring out the why, like why is the bigger purpose of what your business, what your organization is doing? And that becomes a formula that you can look to a formula that can lead to these breakthroughs. So there's, there's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be, I mean, things that keep us from hitting our targets. And like we talked about our goals, those are great. Those results that we put up there are great as mile markers, but not as definers for who we are and what we do And the best organizations, the best businesses understand this. They know that they're going to go through these times that, It's up and down, but when they focus on this solving for the how and how to take these actionable steps through these four pieces of the who, what, where, and why that leads to the breakthrough. So as you can see, anything in gaining whatever you term as your success is not just straightforward and going right at it. You have to figure out the other parts to lead
1: to the bigger picture. I see. Beautiful. So let's recap. Okay. So we are S-E-N of the sense model. Start solving problems is the S. Eliminate goals is the E. Navigate the how is the N. And navigating the how is by actually identifying the who, what, where, and why. And now we come to the next element, four, which also starts with S. Yes. So this is seizing the formula. Now, this is where you take
0: the formula, you fully grasp it. And the formula to live in the breakthrough mode is this. Confidence plus cooperation plus service plus purpose. Now, when you're hearing these terms, you're probably thinking, oh, I know what these mean. But they don't. They mean something completely different. Confidence is not what you would think it would be as far as like we've been talking about. The results, your resume. But confidence is understanding the true self-awareness of who you are, of understanding what you stand for. But I'll give you an example of that just before we go into the other parts. A really good friend of mine, his name is Jeremy Laney, played for the New York Knicks during this time called Sanity, where he basically took over the NBA. He was came from obscurity to going for 30-point games, game winners. He was a number one trending thing in the world for weeks. Like, it was massive. Look it up if you don't remember it. And if he was being honest he would tell you he would never want to go through that time again. And he was, at the, he was at the peak. He was at the peak of the NBA, the peak. Because instead of living in this appreciation for who he was, he was living in the what ifs. What if I can't keep this up? What will people think of me? What if I don't keep this pace going? And it ate at him. And it eats, eats at all of us. as high performers. It's the what ifs. And he was basing himself on the confidence of these results, these stat sheets, everything. Instead, the biggest breakthrough that he found in his career was understanding what he truly stood for his true self-awareness, standing for his, his faith in Jesus, his, his standing for his Taiwanese people and so much more outside of the basketball realm. So confidence is not just thinking, Oh, I'm the man I have these results. It's really about your self-awareness and being vulnerable. The second part is cooperation. So when you think about cooperation, this is obviously putting together this team, And when you put together a team, it's not going to be the people with the same strengths. We all have strengths, but we're often told we have to increase our weaknesses. But focusing on your strength and adding it together as a compliments wish list to other people's strengths is what makes this great culture. I like to give the example of this place in New York City called Cat's Deli. And if you know it and you've been there, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But they have this sandwich there. It's a Reuben sandwich. Now, I hate rye bread, Swiss cheese, pastrami, sauerkraut. I I hate all of those. Individually, I hate all of those. But put those together, put these misfits together, these different strengths together, and it makes this amazing Reuben sandwich. It's crazy. Can't really describe it other than that's how it works in cooperation and finding your team, putting these different strengths together to make this ultimate culture. Because we can't do it alone. We know we can't do it alone, but you have to have these people that aren't necessarily just like you. We don't want yes men in our lives, great leaders. They will. Yes. They will encourage, they will support, but they'll also challenge. Those are the type of people we want to have on our team. So we have our confidence, our self-awareness. That's the foundation knowing who we are at the core. We have our cooperation. We have our team around us with these different strengths to create the superhero culture. And then it's, what are you doing? Like, if you're only doing this for yourself, if you're only doing this for recognition, for finances, for just making millions of dollars, you'll never be content. Nobody in the history of ever put their hope, put their goals, put everything in their bank account. It's it's all about service.
1: I was saying I love that line. Nobody in the history of ever.
0: <laughs> but it's it's interesting because. I mean, we all think like, oh, this next thing is going to make bring me joy. This next thing is going to make me happy. Nobody's ever had that happen. Why is it going to be you? That's my question I ask people. But when you put it into what you're doing is for true, genuine service, and when I say service, you might be thinking like, oh, I'll go serve at the local food bank and think like, yes, but service is actually about Serving someone, being present for someone when it's not convenient for you. You know how we all have busy schedules, and we're all here, 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 here. But when somebody needs us, we pour fully into them. When somebody needs us, we listen to them. And I would even say the best listeners are like what you're doing, Vishnu, is you're asking questions, you're asking deep questions, you're curious. So serving is not necessarily just when it's convenient for you, but living in that service mode, which... I have a story. It's actually living in the service mode led me to meeting Mark Cuban and becoming friends with Mark Cuban, which is a crazy story in itself. But let's, it, let's, let's, hear it. It. let's hear it. Okay. All right. So when I'm coaching with the Brooklyn Nets, we're playing down in Dallas and I love being the first person on the floor. It's kind of my time, my ambiance to myself. Now, there was another guy on the floor He's down shooting hoops in these, these old jeans and, and raggedy shoes. And I walked by and he looks at me. He's like, you know, the the older you get, the legs go. Now being a shooting coach, I knew that wasn't true. So I had to counteract that. Like I couldn't let that just slide by. Right. So I was like, you know, I don't really want to give this guy a 15, 20 minute lesson. Like I want this time to myself, but a friend had challenged me three weeks prior to live in a service mode. Like I've been given this gift And if I can help somebody with it, I'll do so. So like, all right, I'll show him a few things and I'm showing him how to get more range on his shot, more consistency. And he's, he's loving it. He's making shots and loving it. Now the real players had to come out and start warming up for the games. The game was about to start. And I was like, Hey, if you want more, more drills, I'm more than happy to give them to you. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love it. I love it. So he pulls out his business card. He hands it to me. I just slip it in my pocket and I'm on my way just so I can get five minutes before the game. And, I'm kind of curious there. I'm sitting before, before the game, before tip-off, and I reached down in my pocket to pull out this business card, and what I see reads, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. I've just been helping Mark Cuban harness his inner power for <laughs> something he was passionate about. It's crazy, right? And you would think, you're like, David, how did you not know who Mark Cuban was? Okay, let me preface. This was before Shark Tank was huge. Right. and. I live out in LA, my wife's an actor, but she will tell you, we'll see actors and famous people all the time. I have no idea who they are. So to my credit, I didn't know who he was, but helping Mark Cuban become a better student, something he loved. Like I emailed him the next day. He got right back to me. Anytime I need business advice, I'll ask Mark a question, but that would have never happened if I wasn't
1: living in true no. service mode, right? That is so funny. That's so funny. So, Mark Cuban recently was, was on a podcast and was at a Mind Valley Summit. He was the headliner for Mind Valley Summit. And, and here's the interesting story Mark Cuban is also a guy who really lives in service. So, he was walking into a gym, and there was this I, I forget if it was a punching bag or something. And there was this woman called Jeanette who was just trying to go with the punching bag, but she was doing it wrong. And Mark went to help her and teach her how to properly use the punching bag. Jeanette went on to work at Mind Valley. She's right now our head of meditation. And so we were running Mind Valley Summit this June and we were looking for a headline speaker. And Jeanette is, well, I'm in contact with Mark Cuban through email. He helped me in a gym once. I haven't spoken to him in eight years, but let me drop him an email. And he replied. He actually replied and said, sure, I'd speak at your summit. And he headlined the entire summit. So it's amazing to see how you serve Mark Cuban and how Mark Cuban gives back in that way as well. Like both of you guys are such incredible gentlemen.
0: That's an amazing story, but it's, it's so true. Like when I emailed Mark, he was right back to me. Then he was even putting me in touch with people at the Mavericks. If I could help their team with player development and future draft picks, like he really genuinely cares. And that's where the best leaders are. That's where the best coaches. I've been around some of the best NBA coaches. My uncle's actually an NBA champion head coach for the Toronto Raptors. And it's these guys actually right. genuinely care. And I know it sounds easy to do, but when you do that's that practice, of, right?
1: Yeah, that, that's amazing. Now let's go on to the P purpose. So let's do a quick recap. C the formula and the formula is confidence, cooperation, service, and purpose. Let's talk about purpose.
0: Yeah. So purpose is, is similar to what we touched on earlier, the eminence, and this is greatness and searching for what your God-given gift is and using it. That's your purpose. So be able to go all in on that, becoming obsessed with it and doing it day after day. So I call it purpose with relentless consistency. So if I love, let's say I love playing the piano, which I don't know how to play the piano very well, but I wish I did. Let's say I love playing the piano and, you vision, you give me this great gift. You give me this grand piano, this beautiful, majestic piano makes the best piano sound there is. And I just put it in the corner and I don't play it like that. My purpose, like I just slapped you in the face by not using that gift and my purpose playing this piano. I'm, I'm blocking it because I'm afraid of what other people think. I'm afraid that it might be a failure. I'm afraid that it, it won't be in the status quo. And that's one reason why I love you. I love mind Valley is because you guys look at things from a different perspective and going all into your purpose is looking at things from a different perspective. Cause most people are scared to do so. But when you, when you do, you do it with relentless consistency time after time, after time, no matter how long it takes, everything you're doing in this breakthrough mode everything is a preparation for an opportunity to come. We don't know when that breakthrough is going to come, but if you live in this mode, it will come probably on a time, time frame better than you can even imagine. I so, love that. Thank you. Yes. That's the purpose part of it.
1: So quick recap time, people. So the first one was stop solving problems. The second one is eliminate goals. The third is navigate the how. The fourth is seize the formula. And that right. formula is confidence, cooperation, service, purpose. So these spell sense, S-E-N-S. And now we come to the final E. Tell us about that, David. So the final E is embracing
0: the clock. Now, in having breakthroughs, we think they are these little abstract happy accidents that happen, but we can actually schedule these in. And that's where the real power comes. We have the foundation. We have the formula. Now we put it into play. And the breakthrough formula is, it's not something that's really difficult. You have to understand it, but it's not something to difficult. It's not like saying, hey, I've got this morning routine and it's gonna last you till 1 p.m. and then you're gonna start your evening routine. You're doing this and this. No, you add it right into your day. So stop fighting the clock and you put it in. Like the morning when we're having this, finding your who, this confidence, I have a simple tool where it's just, you're giving yourself gratitude. Instead of writing it down, you're doing a voice memo and you're listening to that voice memo the next day. So as you can see, like you listen to the voice memo of what, what were my little wins for the day? What were the things that I really can come back to and build from? Because often once we wake up in the morning, we have the self-doubt inside of us, like the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome. And I would say this, imposter syndrome is a great thing. So that's a side note, embrace imposter syndrome, because that means you're doing something right. But the first part of your day, you figure out your who. You have the confidence, then the next part is the, the figuring out your team. This is the cultural compass that you're looking at. It's a tool in the book. The next part is figuring out your service. And you can do this after lunch, anytime, like, like, what are you doing? And then it's the purpose. And a tool for the purpose is appreciating where you're at, but also anticipating the future. I think anticipation of the future is enormous. And I do this as a tool by my first bite that I take for dinner. I just really, really stop and I really just think about it. And I just really like every single taste that goes in, I, I'm just embracing that and I'm anticipating the next one. And it just leads to a reminder that, man, you've had a great day, appreciate it, but anticipate what's coming. So we build it into the clock and it's just really how you can schedule in your your breakthrough formula without having to stop your whole day, stop everything you're doing and quit fighting the clock. But now you're living in this perpetual breakthrough mode, this ultimate life
1: rhythm. I love that last message, anticipate what's coming. How do you practice that in your life?
0: I always have something that I'm like, like we talked about goals. I have my mission that I'm on. So I I practice that by what I just said right there is I do it in the evening. So when I'm having my first bite, I'll anticipate, I'll think about that. It'll bring me back. It's kind of like the keyword that we used. It'll bring me back to like, okay, what do I have coming now? I can either look at that like, oh, I've got so much on the plate. Like I'm worried about it. But instead of having worry, like I change that to wonder. Anytime I think about, oh, I'm worried about this. I want to have that little kid wonder excited. I, so I, I don't look at things as like, I don't look at things as problems coming to me. I look at these things as opportunities coming. And a lot of things are just shifting and pivoting the the what a word is instead of what the world says that word means you make your own definition for the word so when people are looking at a lot of things is like worry stress of the future and i anticipate it because the best thing about vacation when i was a kid going to disney world all the time basically every year with my family was the anticipation of the vacation necessarily at disney world it wasn't always right. that it was the anticipation And I want to live in that daily.
1: It's so funny. Yesterday, a friend of mine gave me a sticker to stick in my wall. And the sticker says, something amazing is about to happen, right? And it's really all about anticipation.
0: Yeah, and it's true. But that's a great reminder to have. That's a cue, a subconscious to you. Like, oh, something is great about to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. And that's one of the most beautiful things too. One of the greatest controls that we can have is understanding that we don't have control. And that's a
1: freeing, freeing feeling, right? I love that, David. So at this point, let's do a quick recap, and then we're going to have some questions. So the sense model looks like this. Stop solving problems, S, E, eliminate goals, N, navigate the how, S, Seize the formula and E, embrace the clock. And uh, so I want to, uh, Bianca has a question. Bianca is a community manager here. She runs in the background, the podcast and Bianca is a professional sportswoman. So I wanted to get a woman's perspective and an athlete's perspective in what you're teaching. Bianca is an 11 time world karate champion. Bianca, what is your question for David?
2: Thanks for the introduction, Vision. So first of all, David, you're really speaking the champion's language, and thank you for that. Now, I wanted to ask you the following. What is the perfect recipe, in your opinion, that a life coach should bring up to his students for great performance? Let's say when they are struggling even with weight loss, for example, or eating disorders, which, if of course, if they're resolved, can be definitely life-changing.
0: So what would be my advice to a life coach who is giving advice to to someone who's really struggling with an issue? Just making sure that's it. Is that correct? Is that what we're looking for? Yeah,
1: Bianca, could you go deeper in the question? It is a relevant question because Mindvalley has so many life coaches and we now certify yeah. coaches. We have close to a thousand people going through coaching certification on Mindvalley right now. Bianca, could you go deeper in the question and clarify that?
2: Yeah well I was referring like what is in your perspective the perfect recipe in order to train the minds of the people to reach their goals because sometimes it's not only about business sometimes it's just about their bodies and the way they are thinking or maybe even disorders so from your experience what do you think is the perfect recipe or what did you learn about this and oh, how can I be sorry
1: I think it's it's the Romanian accent you mean recipe
2: Recipe. Oh, there it yeah. is. Oh, okay. the Dracula accent. I'm so sorry. Your accent is amazing. <laughs> and
0: like,
1: I didn't want to say anything because you're. Yeah, were, I'm crying. Yeah, David, mine, mine Valley is like super diverse. Our team comes from 60 countries. So the perfect recipe, the perfect yeah, yeah, the perfect recipe is is really.
0: I mean, it's going to sound like kind of cliche to say, but the perfect recipe is finding what really works for you. And just having the life coach is something that gives you a lot of confidence in itself of knowing that somebody is going to guide you along the way. But it's all about building, yes, this formula, and that's a great recipe to have. But starting with one habit and implementing another habit, and maybe starting with your morning routine, maybe it's starting with figuring out what your struggle points are. So at the core is understanding what motivates people, what their roadblock is. So a lot of it is very customized and just being able to break this down of, and then giving people giving people tools, giving people habits to be able to implement is extremely powerful. Like I know for myself, like just giving an NBA player one tool and just one tool to work on for that week or for that month, how long it takes them to implement, then it becomes a habit. 28 days is generally accepted term to become a habit. 29, they decide, okay, they wanna implement that into their lifestyle. So it's really like figuring out what they need specifically, knowing your person in depth and giving them one tool to add. Don't give them too many. I've I've tried that before and given three, four tools, different Mm -hmm. habits, and it just becomes overwhelming. And also know that too, though, I got to tell this for high performers, this is so needed is a lot of us will put our, like, we have to hit our habits. We have to hit our morning routine. And if we don't, our whole day's out of line, out of whack. no, give yourself that grace. So I have this term called grace and pace. You want to live with this great pace, this great life rhythm that you have, but give yourself grace. Like we're not going to hit everything perfectly. And that's definitely okay. But if you can look at the end of the day and you say, Hey, I had this little win. I had this little win. I do what I call a big three, where I track three wins every single day. And they could be something super small, but you know, man, I grew a little bit here. I grew. And it's, it's never a straight line to where you want to go ever. But that's also great. You understand that you can go through these times of being in a pit and then going is it's like the stock market. So, in summary, know your person who you're working with in depth and really let them know that you know them because when you care about them, that's when they're really going to start trusting you. Add one small piece that can move the needle in their respected area that they need it and then just also be on the journey with them of like, "Hey, It's okay. Like if you don't hit it today, don't give up. Like that's the only way people don't reach their goals or their mission is because they give up.
2: So small achievable habits that they can achieve every day with success. Yes.
0: Yes. But also the grace and pace part to that. Cause I know a lot of people will talk about the tiny habits. You stack the habits and momentum builds momentum. And it's very true, but also understand that it's not going to happen every day. And that's, that's
1: okay. Great. Thank you, David. Thank you, Bianca. So let's do a quick recap, guys. So to follow up with David, follow the man on Instagram. He has an incredible Instagram account filled with inspiring wisdom. It's David Nurse NBA. That's easy to remember. And be prepared for the release of David's new book. Go to amazon.com, type in David Nurse. You will see both his books. The book we're talking about here is called Breakthrough and it's coming out November 16. You can also get David's previous book from October, 2020. It's called Pivot and Go, the 29-day blueprint to redefine and achieve your success. David, thank you so much for being in the Mind Valley podcast. And this was such a fun conversation. We hope to have you back sometime in the future.
0: Vishen, thanks for having me on, oh, man. Bianca, thank you very much. I love what you guys are doing and let's do it again sometime.
1: And for those of you listening, if you enjoyed this episode, based on David's last response to Bianca's question, if you want to go deeper on that, on these, these little habits that can create a change, I recommend you listen to the episode with Nicole LaPera. Dr. Nicole LaPera, her book last month was the number six book in the world on Amazon. And she speaks about creating massive shifts through a tiny little tweak that you do. So check out the episode, the interview on our podcast with Dr. Nicole Lapera. For those of you who are not Mind Valley members and you're looking to get incredible breakthroughs, consider becoming a member. And the programs that you want to dive into that can get you there would be programs such as Be Extraordinary, as well as Life Vision by Dr. Michael Beckwith. There are many programs on achieving breakthroughs. In fact, Michael Beckwith is gonna be on the Ellen B. Generous Show Tonight, October fifth, the day I'm recording this. So, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you on our next episode. I'm Vishen Lakhiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast.